Yes, sir. Come and get some. Come and get some of those Washington Wizards. Yes. There's a, there's a pulse from our NBA franchise in a city desperate for winners. We are closing in on a second team above the 500 mark. How about that, Rufio? Yes. We might have a second winning team in town. Yeah. Come on, Denny. Carry us to the promised land. People in Boston and Philadelphia are like, what are these two clowns talking about? Winning teams? 500 teams? <laughs> we just won. We, we, we got excited won. about the little things. Dude, we got one club. We got the Caps. Yeah. We got the Caps over 500, and we got nobody else. Unless you consider the college ranks where we got Maryland men and women both right. over 500, that's fine. How about Georgetown? Uh, not over 500. Oh, okay. Sorry. Americans over 500. Yeah. Um, GW. Mason's GW's a over 500. A little bit below 500, right? I yeah. think. My boy Billy Lang yeah. rolled in with the St. Joe's Hawks over the weekend. I watched mm-hmm. that game on Sunday uh, over at Mason. And uh, St. Joe's outlasting Mason. So, But GW, Chris Caputo's done a heck of a job. And it's just year one there, foggy bottom for him. So we got some college clubs that are, you know, Howard. I'm pretty sure Kenny Blakeney's over the 500 mark. Navy's right around the 500 mark. So we got some college teams that are doing that. But pro wise, right now, here's the best part: DC United is zero and zero. The DC Defenders are zero and zero. The Nationals zero and zero. Okay, so none of them can be under 500 right now. The Caps are over 500, and here's the Wizards. You hear this, everybody? They're knocking on the door of 500. And with that franchise, that means an awful lot. And did you know, back in 1999, Pedro had a full head of hair the last time that Dave Johnson was able to call a moment like this. Danny Abdul will bring it up court. Go ahead, count it down. Four, three, two, one. Buzzer sounds, and the Wizards have done it. They go in, party like it's 1999. They've won for the first time in San Antonio since December of 1999, the first time ever in this building, AT&T Center, and a night when Denny Avdia comes through with a career-high 26 points, a night he is not going to forget. Now, we want him to forget it, Dave, because we want him to score 30 tomorrow night in Detroit. Because the Wizards win for the first time against San Antonio. Amazing to see where the Spurs are right now under Greg Popovich. If the Wizards hadn't won that game last night with the roster that Washington ran out there with, I'd have been incredibly disappointed. And Spurs got off to a great start. But from the second quarter on, Washington owned this game. And Tommy said, Chris, when they traded Rui Hachimura, that it would free up more minutes, and maybe in a sense, though I'm sure the player would never admit it, Denny now not looking over his shoulder, you know, to see if, you know, Rui or anybody else is coming in the game because, it, dude, it looks like a mountain has been lifted off of Denny's shoulders. He's played incredibly confident over the last four games, averaging over 16 points, and, and Chris almost 10 rebounds a game for this Wizards team. And sure enough, here they are right now on a winning track. And a win tomorrow night becomes the third longest win streak 
in club history if they can win tomorrow night against an equally subpar Detroit team. Yeah, listen, let's make no mistake about it. This climb back to 500, this journey back to 500, assuming that they can get, uh, what are they, 24 and 26 after mm-hmm. last night? Assuming that they can get one game under 500, again, you still have work Hell, to do. Hell, they're only four games under 500 on the road now. I know. But but let, let's make no mistake about it. It has helped that they have taken on some poor teams. Okay, Houston. Yeah, but these are uh, games they couldn't I, I win know, in the past. I know. I, I'm with you. New Orleans without Zion last night. Uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs, who basically are running out a bunch of 16-year-olds uh, <laughs> out there with without chest hair. Uh, and 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 they played hard. They played hard, as you kind of alluded to in the first quarter, and even in the fourth quarter, and really late part of the third quarter, when you thought the Wizards were about to put that game away, and they ultimately did. They kept showing a little bit of spark, a little bit of life, a little bit of something. Poor Greg Popovich, who you know everybody paraded around as the greatest coach alive on planet Earth. I, I, again, Greg Popovich is a wonderful, wonderful coach. Um, He's maybe not the best interview, uh, but this just shows you guys, again, for all of you coaching knuckleheads out there that think great coaches just automatically turn mincemeat into high-end ground beef. It, It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You have to have talent. You have to have pieces. Greg Popovich, again, is a fantastic coach. That team has sucked for four years because... They're literally 18 and still in diapers, okay? But still, the Wizards to, again, after a a little bit of a shaky first quarter, to turn on the Jets and to turn on the Turbo Jets, baby. (laughs) Denny Abdia. When did he become Turbo Denny? I don't remember that. That's like the last couple of games. Like the last week, right? So he's going to, how about this, join us. At 11.45, we think from Detroit, uh, we believe they flew overnight, uh, although we're not absolutely sure of that, but they play in Detroit tomorrow night right here um, on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Denny is going to join us at 11.45. Old Turbo Denny. I like, you know, what, what it kind of reminded me of, I, I, I don't know if Kevin was talking, maybe it was Kevin, I can't remember. It's kind of like the... Um, when they were doing the, tur- the the turbo piston engine thing last night and whatever, uh, Denny was doing it and all his teammates were doing it, it kind of reminded me of the Nationals when they would do the dancing in the dugout after the home runs and then Howie Kendrick and Adam Eaton started doing the... Which used to drive me crazy, and then it actually became cool. Both of those guys, car aficionados. Uh, I actually emceed Adam Eaton's uh, car show one morning over at uh, Nationals Park in the garage there. And Howie Kendrick uh, was the first national there uh, that day to uh, show some support for Adam's uh, charitable function uh, on that day. Look, I mean, let's face it. Denny Avia was the number 9 overall pick. Uh, in the NBA draft, and the kind of production you got from him last night, let's face it, that's what that's what you have and should demand of your number 9 overall selection. That's the type of player that that guy has to be. Now, here's the ultimate question. Okay, seven guys in double figures last night. How about my guy Kendrick Nunn? I told you, Kendrick mm-hmm. Nunn with more minutes yeah, right. uh, in that environment is a guy that can certainly score uh, the basketball. But here's the thing. As Denny now starts to find a little bit of stardom, Does this team, which seems to buy in, here's what I love. 
Denny's going to the basket, making things happen. And who's the biggest cheerleader on the sideline? Kyle Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what you want to see, Chris. You want to see everybody bought in, connected on this team right now. That's how you start winning. Everybody buying in. There's no jealousy that a Denny goes for 25 points and nine rebounds uh, in that game last night. And, and to me, that's the most important thing because a lot of times what can happen is you can get some jealousy from some of the top players. And I was thinking about this last night. If this team were to start winning, you know, get over 500, play winning basketball, win games, you know, all of a sudden we don't talk about Bradley Beal, you know, being a $250 million player. We talk about Brad going 8 of 14 in just 30 minutes last night. Mm-hmm. We talk about Brad scoring 21 points. Seven rebounds and seven assists Mm -hmm. from Bradley Beal last night. And only two turnovers. If Bradley Beal gives you that kind of a line and this team keeps on winning, that to me is sufficient from the player as long as winning is being affected by it. We would talk less about uh, Brad's dollar figure as long as this team starts winning. The problem is the team has been under five hundred, and Brad has been hurt. Uh, Porzingis was hurt until he came back here on this swing. 17-9-7 for Porzingis last night. So, Chris, that's what excites me about the fact that you put the big three back together and they all played balanced games last night. They all were willing rebounders in this game. This team shared the basketball, too. I mean, 32 assists in in 48 buckets last night and shooting 55%. And and certainly, you know, for them, going 16-30 of from three-point range. That, that's outrageous for the Wizards. I mean, it's not the best three-point shooting right. team. They shot 53%. That's the outlier right. number from last night. You know, they're not going to get four of seven from Corey Kispert every night. If they do, hey, oh, wait a minute. What what round was Corey Kispert picked in, Chris? Uh, that would be the first. Thank you. That's what we drafted Corey Kispert for, okay? That's what, that's what he's supposed to bring you. And when you have Beal and you have Kuzma and you have Porzingis and you have a good distributing point guard like Monte Morris, that's what Corey Kispert is supposed to do. Four of seven from three-point range. Now, the problem for Corey is the next game sometimes tends to be 0 for 7 or 1 for 4 or 1 for 5. That's where Kispert has to bring, you know, the same thing coming up on Wednesday night in Detroit. Find some consistency here. That like that that Denny has shown us. You know, Denny didn't take haphazard threes last night. He only took two. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. He made both of them. Mm-hmm. But they were good three point shots within what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So, considering this group as a whole has not played a lot of games together as a whole because either Beal was hurt, you know, so that that group didn't get a chance to gel a right. ton. I think they've only had their full, like, expected roster lineup, what have you, for two games this year. It's not much. I think it's two. Maybe mm-hmm. it's three. Not much. Uh, but getting Porzingis back last night, even the, and, and and how about the timing of this, right? I know the Spurs stink. But Gafford misses the game because of um, uh, of a non-COVID uh, illness. You know, illness, what have you, cold, whatever. And they get Porzingis back. Pete, when, when they announced Porzingis, who sprained his ankle after that big – Orlando win a week and a half ago on a Saturday night, their last home game, right before this road trip started in Dallas the next day. So it was eight days ago. They said week to week. Normally teams go day to day if they think it's going to be kind of day to day, you know, maybe a week, something like that, 
right? Mm-hmm. When they start going week to week, you think much mm, longer term. That's two, yeah. two to four weeks, that type of thing. And with his injury history, you have every reason to believe that it's going to be something right. Like you, you could, you may have expected him to be out the rest of that road trip. Yes, and and listen, he missed three games. Now. He looked spry last night, and then mm-hmm. obviously they were able to back off of him uh, down the stretch, so he only, only had to play 30, 30 minutes, minutes yeah. which was smart, right? Because even without Gafford, you obviously have Taj Gibson to kind of handle the load, and he played 18 minutes and, and was fine. You know, a couple of buckets, plus 12, four assists, only one rebound, but fine. Uh, again, fine. That that part of the rotation, right? So you didn't have to burn Porzingis a whole bunch last night. Again, he looked very strong. Nor Beal. I mean, Nor the fact Beale, that Beal's only got to go 30 with that hamstring still. I mean, and you, if, if you've listened to Brad talk, you know, that hamstring is still probably not 41, 42 minute, mm-hmm. you know, ready. So I think you got to give a little credit to the Wizards training staff here too as well. Uh, for getting these guys back on the court, getting Porzingis back sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, KP with five blocks in the game last night yeah. as well. And what I, but what I see is I see guys that want to contribute to winning, Chris, mm-hmm. and that's the important thing. You you got guys that want to play. You got guys that want to get back out there and try to affect winning for this franchise. Now, I will say, I, I, I think anybody in the league that's making the money Brad is they do feel a responsibility to be out there as much as they can. They want to play. Mm-hmm. They know. They 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 know. They they are. Bradley Beal's a smart guy. Bradley Beal hears the discussion, especially when he's not out there. Oh, that's your two hundred fifty million dollar man sitting on the sideline. Brad is Brad's very smart. Brad Brad's very uh, self aware. Um, we have a lot of you know people in life and sometimes athletes that are not self aware. But Bradley Beal is very self aware. Yeah. So. You know, he wants to contribute to winning. He wants to be out there with his guys. And the fact that him and Porzingis are out there right now at times where if they were out and still trying to recover, you could understand 100%. So, again, it it's it. we've been here before. We've kind of tasted that and seen that fool's gold, you know, a, a little bit. Like my guy right. Tony Beats, right. you know, uh, on Gold Rush. We see the gold. We, we start to see it a little bit. But the question is now is can they be mature enough to maintain it? They're going to Detroit against a team on Wednesday night that's clearly inferior mm-hmm. right now. Lost one of its best players for the entire season uh, due to surgery. So this is another game out there that is by far and away you're the best team. Right. You're supposed to win this game, and then right. you come home for Portland and Damian Lillard, and hopefully the joint is jumping on Friday night when Portland comes to town. Yep. Uh, here to take on the Wizards. Well, they're going to have the postseason, uh, the postgame concert. Big Meech! It's, it's a Friday. Larry it, Hoover! It, it's a Friday uh. night. So, I, I mean, yes, you'd be very disappointed. But, you know, plus Scott Brooks is back in town, right? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But, but I mean, you'd be very disappointed. Scott Brooks. You, Scott I, Brooks I is a good dude, I man. know. He was, he was great to us. We had him on a couple times before he got canned. I, I, he was great. I mean, I wish them all the best. I'm, I was, I was sort of being facetious, but I mean, yeah, you would hope that there isn't three thousand empty seats on a Friday night where the weather isn't going to be terrible, is my understanding. Getting to Capital One Arena on Friday night for a postgame concert, and more importantly, hopefully, a team on a seven-game winning streak. Now, here's here's the deal. Just real quickly, we'll find out more about this team starting Friday night. They won five in a row. 
at Sacramento, home for Philadelphia and Phoenix, back-to-back nights in late December at Orlando. Again, a team that's improving but still stinks. At Milwaukee without Giannis. They won five in a row in that stretch. Then they lost three in a row. Mm -hmm. Then they won one, then they lost two, and now they've won six in a row. Clearly, they are doing more winning than losing, and a five-game winning streak and a six-game winning streak, you will take that with all the things that they've had to deal with. But now it's about establishing consistency against better opponents. So you mentioned at Detroit, come out, sweep the road trip, don't lay an egg, don't you know poop down your pants, all that Ooh, stuff. Wow. Get the win, <laughs> but then don't. Think you just have it made because now you've won oh, seven, yeah, because the seven next in a three, row. The next three are Portland, exactly. at Brooklyn, and Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. So right, and those are some and and, and the at Brooklyn is uh, you, you know a back to backer. So you have Portland at home Friday night, and then you have yeah, it's not a long road trip, but then a six o'clock tip Saturday evening in Brooklyn. So you got to travel and you've got an even earlier start. And then you've got Cleveland Monday night. And we've talked about Cleveland and how talented they are. And obviously they got even better over the offseason when they added Donovan Mitchell and all those uh, those young, big, athletic uh, dudes that they have. That is going to be a tough matchup. Granted, it's at home, but that is going to be a tough matchup. So this is when we're going to find out next week how good this team is right now. Right now, it's positive. Yay. You spanked San Antonio again last night. You beat Houston after a terrible first half. A terrible Houston team. You you came back. You woke up. You beat them. You beat a New Orleans team without Zion Williamson after a couple of days. Great. You didn't have Porzingis. You didn't have Gafford last night. Beal is obviously, like you said, still coming back. You traded Rui. You didn't get Kendrick Nunn right away. You got him on the second night, not the first night. All of that has been a factor. We grant that. It's exciting. It's good. It's all of that and a bag of chips. Show us, show us Portland, Brooklyn, Cleveland win two of those three. Nobody should expect three out of three, win two out of those three, and then we start to see, okay, this team is stabilized. I, truly stabilized, I think. Starting to move up in the Eastern Conference standings as well. Number nine right now. Just a couple of games. Uh, knocking on the door at least of seven. And as we said, you want to get out of that 7-10. You want to get out of that play-in area. Still some work to do in that regard. Trying to get up to Miami, who's still five games above the 500 mark. 301-230-0980. Wizards, are we... Are we buying in? And if they start winning, if they start winning and get above 500, do we really then care, especially if Bradley Beal's contributing a line like he did last night, do we then care less that he's a $250 million man because that's what his play dictated due to the uh, NBA-PA agreement, okay? If they're winning... Do we care less about Bradley Beal's $250 million salary? Because so much is made of that each and every night about the success or failure of this team. Right now, one of its best portions of the season in play. Brad, a big contributor last night, and balance across the board from its stars. 301-230-0980. We're off and rolling on a Tuesday morning right here on the Team 980. and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
left wing outside the arc. Avdia. Avdia. Crossover. Takes a three. Oh, it's there. Denny for three. 91-78 Wizards. Boy, Denny's got 16 points, Dave. On seven of nine shooting. Man, is he on fire. Denny Avdia started to perform like the number nine pick overall in the draft. Four straight games. Averaging over 16 points a contest in that time. Now, it is unreasonable to expect this team uh, to see Denny go 10 of 12 uh, overnight. But we talked about this, Chris, a couple of games ago. And his play at the end of the Dallas game uh, was very instrumental, I think, in setting the tone for this road trip. But one of the other guys that had not been healthy, DeLon Wright, Mm -hmm. is a guy that... When acquired, we told you about the defensive prowess that he would bring to this ball club, and you can tell that when he's out there, this club is better defensively. They're better at guarding the ball early in possessions uh, against the chief ball handler uh, for the other club, and he sets a tone, I think, not only on the court but in the locker room uh, for them from that standpoint right now, and he has kind of been – uh, you know, the unsung hero of this club in getting this road trip started in such a fine fashion, making the big play against Luka uh, in, in the final seconds against Dallas, and this team has kind of picked up and, and gone on. And outside of a, a couple of stretches here and there, it's actually played some pretty good defense on this road trip as well. Yeah, that sequence at the end of that Dallas win twice, not once, twice, ultimately sealing that win because of his tenaciousness on defense on the inbounds for people that remember that that whole thing in the last five seconds and other things. But that that was huge, obviously, to seal that game, to steal a win that nobody expected, that, myself included. No Porzingis. They had traded Rui. They weren't going to have Kendrick Nunn. Uh, how awesome has he been? Uh, you were absolutely right on him, dead on. He does look like, he does look like, uh, from what people say, I, again, I wasn't as familiar with him. I'm not going to lie. He looks like the 19 version. He looks explosive. Exactly. exactly. And the question again, and there, he's, he's handling the ball. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, he, you know, so so like they're not. Uh, sorry, I, I mean to cut you. Off. I mean, but he's doing. He's doing a little. He defense handling the ball, assisting, setting up, rebounding. I mean, I, I told you about that sequence last week in, in Houston. I think it was the Houston. Yeah, it was the Houston game where he just he literally like did a buffet of things in a span of a minute, and I'm like, oh my god! But here's the thing: what have they too? stumbled on? Remember, here? We, you and I have talked about this all the time here, and especially of late with this team and with basketball in general. In basketball now, we don't have the traditional one through five anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not. We don't have to have a five man, a four man, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You have a lot of interchangeable parts. The one thing that Denny and Kendrick Nunn have both done, Nunn obviously in a short time since he's been here, those guys are capable of getting rebounds, Chris, and immediately getting the ball up the court. Mm -hmm. They can get the rebound and go themselves. Mm -hmm. And as a result, you get easier buckets. You shoot 55% because you get out in transition and – you can make things happen in the open floor. You take less contested shots. And and to me, that is where this team is thriving right now. You know, you're scoring 127 points. You scored 127 points against Dallas. You scored 138 against Orlando. You know, you're 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 pretty consistent here of late, up above the 100 mark. And it's because you're getting 
easy baskets. You got guys that are pushing the tempo because you can't sit around and take contested jump shots all night. You know what what Gafford gave you the other night in New Orleans. Uh, you know, was sensational. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you get any kind of an inside presence, it's a bonus uh, right now uh, from this team. Yep. So I, I, that's what I like the most about it. The other and, thing they're not doing is turning the ball over. I, I, again, we talked about this uh, was last Thursday after that Houston game. I think they only had 10 turnovers. Mm-hmm. No, they did have 13 last night. Again, 13 is not an egregious number. When we start talking about, I think, 18-plus, that's where I – I don't know about you. I start getting into my, oh, that's not good. Yeah. You know, like 15 or less I I can live with, right? You're going to turn the ball over in the NBA. You're going to turn the ball over, period. But when you get me 10 last week in Houston, when you get me – or maybe that was the Dallas game. I I think it was the Dallas game. Maybe it was the Dallas game. Uh, When you give me 13 – even against a bad team, I can live with that. I can work with that. You're not wasting possessions. You're not – and Kyle had – you know, Kuz had five. Uh, certainly not his best game last yeah. night, but they didn't need him to do everything. Best and he part, still had 16, yeah, and, and, 6, and, and 3. Let, let's be realistic, too. The best part of the winning streak is in four of the six games, they've given up 106 points or less. I mean, you're with the offensive firepower yeah. this team has, yeah. if they – if they're anywhere in that neighborhood defensively at 106 or less, they're going to give themselves a great chance to win games more often than not. I know but, Wes has said that till he's purple in the face since he's been here. Tommy has reiterated that uh, as well. But that's a fact. In the NBA, if you're only giving up 106 points or less mm-hmm. more often than not, you're going to be in position to win a right. lot of basketball games. But how much of that, I mean, to be fair, just because, you know, <laughs> like – Pelicans uh, still had Ingram, McCollum. I, I know. I mean, they still had some people that can can, can score the basketball. I know. You know, the Knicks have people that can score the basketball, and they held them to 105 points, and then they just flat out routed the Magic uh, and the and the Spurs. Our, so, our guy Matt Martin is is a little upset, a little salty with your boy because I I was poo pooing you know the win streak against bad teams to open up. I'm not poo pooing it. I'm just keeping. Some proper context here. So when yes, I when, when I say this, how much of what you just cited, one hundred six or less, is because of the quality of opponent? Spurs, Pelicans, eyes. Rockets, Knicks. Knicks are ahead of them uh, in the standings. Um, so uh, again, when you're talking about growth and progress from where this team has been, uh, this represents signs of growth and progress. Mm-hmm. And as a team with a sum of its whole parts. You know, having DeLon Wright uh, available and in the lineup, having Porzingis and Beal uh, with Wright and with Kuzma. I mean, we haven't had a whole lot. I mean, technically, if you really wanted to nitpick, they didn't have Gafford last night, so they weren't quite whole Correct. last night and still won 127 to 106 against a bad team. So, and he's a force yeah, on, I mean, on the, you know, at the uh, rim. Again, too. we're talking about games this team yeah. could not win. They could not win on some of these Texas swings like mm-hmm. this. I agree. Uh, well, they hadn't won in San Antonio since 1999. 1999. I mean, like, didn't Prince do a song about that? Yes, Prince was very good yeah, at what I, he did. I, I believe. Um, just real quickly, you mentioned DeLon Wright earlier. Uh, I, I'll just say this. You know, you and I have the ability to speak to, you know, people behind the scenes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The organization, I'll just leave it at that, the organization very much feels DeLon Wright has been kind of the key spark plug to turning this thing around. Yeah, I mean, he brings, look, he brings a, he brings certainly a veteran presence, 
but he brings a defensive presence yeah. that you know was badly needed uh, for this team in terms of guarding the ball. Yes, and and that is significant uh, for this team. And again, with him being healthy, the opportunity for as a team to play better defense. Uh, is there for them right now. And look, you saw them kind of get punched in the mouth in that first quarter last night. Spurs came out with great energy, shot it well, scored 36 points in that opening quarter, and then the Wizards buckled down uh, and held them to half that total in the second quarter and got control of that basketball game. And, of course, you heard it right here on the Team 980 with Dave Johnson and Glenn Consor last night. Those two back in action tomorrow night with the team in Detroit. Let's go to the phones. 301-230-0980. Always happy to talk Wizards basketball. We've been doing that a lot here lately uh, on the show. Uh, and when they win and they're relevant, uh, it's easy to talk about them. Let's go to line one. Rudy gets us started this morning. What's up, Rudy? Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's up, Look, Rudy? I, I, have a, uh, I have a problem with uh, Rooster this morning. <laughs> he said that, he said that uh, you know, the, the, the quality of the teams. He has to remember last month uh, the Pelicans came in here into Washington D.C. without Zion, yeah. without Ingram, yes. and beat us by twenty points. That is true. You know, you're right. They beat us by twenty points. You know, I think that we are playing better defense. Kendrick Nunn coming over. I was against the trade at first, but seeing that we can match up better with uh, with Kendrick Nunn in there with uh, the the one y'all just said, uh, Delon Wright. You know, we have bigger guards. We have guards that's playing defense. You know, even Brad getting in, playing some defense now. We can match up better. We can rebound better. You know, even when uh, Gafford is out, you know, even when uh, Christoph Porzingis is out, we can match up better with teams. Houston was beating us by 19 points in the first half, and we matched up better with them, putting in the, the, the bigger guards and, and going centerless. And, and, and beat them by about 10 or 20. So, you know, I think we have a better team. It's getting better. We're playing better defense. We're rebounding better. And, and they're sharing the ball. Turbo is coming on. You know, he's, he's getting to show more of his wares. You know, he's a better ball handler. He can attack the rim. And six nine coming down at you, oh, Lord, we look good. So um, <laughs> I'm on the train. I'm on the bandwagon right now. And I'm, I'm – I'm putting up my, I'm revving up the engines just like Turbo and them are doing right now. Yeah, <laughs> Rudy, appreciate the call. Uh, stay tuned for Turbo at 11:45. Uh, that's right, He's, Denny uh, Abia to join us at 11:45 this morning. Let's go to line two. Our man Roberto 980. What's up, Roberto? What's going on, Rooster and my man Pete on sports? What's going on with you guys? Roberto 980, top of the morning to you. Yes, it's a good morning. I'm here on. Uh, by the African American Museum, uh, stuck on a motorcade thing. Oh, there he goes. Oh, rain in a motorcade. Yeah. Not, not, a, not a good thing on a uh, Tuesday morning. No, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it is what it is. It is Washington D.C. But speaking of Washington D.C., the District of Champions, they look like wild boys are getting their act together. You know. I mean, listen. I I, I, I I don't know. I don't know if we could still use the District of Champions mantra right now, uh, because uh, well, uh, nobody's won a championship since 2019. But and this just <laughs> in, it's now 2023. But but hey, hey, how about but the District of Hey Roberto hey, 980? Roberto, hang on, hang on. How about the uh, di- how hey. about the District of almost being at 500? <laughs> 
that's true. We're almost we, there. Uh, yeah. We get. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, the, I mean, I mean. The Wizards are two games under five hundred at twenty four and twenty six, and closing fast, right? The Commanders. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the Commanders. Right? The Commanders the somehow commanders. found a way to be five hundred in a league that has done everything they possibly can <laughs> to make sure that nobody can finish five hundred, and somehow Ron and the troops you found a way, it. and Major Tutty found a way to be five hundred. Did it? That's right. Uh huh. We are champions on facility, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, but um, <laughs> but again, the Wizards are doing are doing things the proper way as, as, as basketball is concerned. You you mentioned last turnovers. Uh, you pushing the ball up, easy buckets. That's that's a that's a formula for winning basketball. Agreed. Period. Agreed. And, and a discussion. Agreed. Yep. So uh, I think and, and Bill not being. Use for forty and plus minutes. Keep them the under thirty minutes. And it's a good formula because come playoff time, then you can increase the load and they'll be fresher. And I don't know. Once you're in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? And hear that. Thank you, Roberto. Hey, be safe ball, out there, buddy. Play ball. Y'all stay cool, baby. Take Same it to easy. you. You got to be careful That's on the roads out there on this wet. I mean, look, temperatures are okay. By the way, today I saw a ton of salt trucks. Sitting on the side of the road, they must have so much salt built up because we haven't had we haven't snow had in over three hundred no. days. Yeah. So they're just lined up, hoping to have to throw some salt down. We're not trying to throw some salt. I threw some salt down on dinner last night. Uh, yeah, made some frozen meatballs with a little tomato sauce. Had to salt it up a little bit. I had a bowling alley pretzel yesterday with salt on it. Well, that's good. It was you love awesome. the, you love that bowling alley food, don't I you? I love the bowling alley pretzel. It <laughs> is fantastic. A good a good pretzel is. Yes, sir. It, my guy Chris, uh, my guy Chris over there at Annapolis Bowl. He doesn't leave them in there too long, so they get all hard and crispy. Remember the the pretzel that uh, they served at FedEx Field earlier <laughs> yes. this year, where where the fan was going dunk 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 dunk. He's banging and it, it was on like, a rail. It was like it a freaking like hammer. <laughs> it was like a freaking brick. Oh, Hello. Good you Lord. don't get you don't get that at P- Pedro's bowling alley, no sir, no, no sir. sir. Awesome time yesterday over there with the unified bowling kids, as always. Coming up to touchdown at ten, Andy Reid. Do we underrate his success? And is it okay to call him a great coach because he's back in the Super Bowl again? He's been to five straight AFC Championship games, and as you look at those two teams. As we'll discuss in Touchdown at 10, you know, those two teams have the one thing you have to have, certainly to have good offense, and they are solid as a rock in the trenches. We'll talk about that and how it compares to the Commanders in Touchdown at 10. Right now, Chris tells us what's trending. All right, as we've been talking about so far since the show started, Denny Avdia, career high, 25 points, Bradley Beal, 21 points, a Wizards Win 127-106 last night in San Antonio, snapping a incredibly long losing streak in San Antonio. It had been since December of 1999, a 22-game losing streak. And now the Wiz, again, looking for the road 
trip sweep tomorrow night in Detroit right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Denny Avdia will join Russell and Medhurst at 11.45 this morning uh, as part of the Wizards' win. Indiana visiting College Park tonight and the Terps right here on the Team 980 Odyssey app. Pre-game uh, from Xfinity at 8.30 with Johnny Holiday, Chris Naki, and crew. Check out Talking Terps with head coach Kevin Willard at 6 o'clock right after the Hoff Show. Uh, and the Caps in Columbus tonight for the Blue Jackets. 6.45, your coverage 106.7. And the Odyssey app. No Tom Wilson, once again expected for Washington as they inch towards the NHL All-Star break. And that's what's trending. Those of us that have done sports radio in this town for a long time and know the basketball audience, if the Wizards would just win, there is a thirst for that. And as they've been winning and playing better, every time we've had a Wizards call segment, we've been able to roll with plenty of calls. That's a great sign that you're engaged on the Wizards. Damian Lillard coming to town on Friday night. He had, I think, 67,000 points last night against the Atlanta Hawks. Is his name Damian Lillard or is it Dame? Dame. By the no. way, by the I, way, I, th- I now, thought I, th- I thought his wait Dame time. <laughs> I, wait, I thought it was just cool to call him Dame. Hey, it, look, fresh. He could. Dope. He, could he could. I'm going to call him look, Damian Lillard every single time. He every could single capitalize on a brand. He could just be like you know, like soccer stars that have one one name, yeah. like Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't. I don't okay? buy. I don't buy into all of that. I mean, I I, just, I call him. It's the same thing with Tyler Huntley. His name is not Snoop Huntley. He's not Snoop Dogg. He's Tyler Huntley. Please stop trying to be cool, Ian Rappaport. Please stop trying to be cool, Stacey Dale Schulman. Please stop trying to be cool. Stacey Dale's, by the way, hell of a baller in her own right. Absolutely. She would school. We could play her two on one. She would beat yes. us. Media should not try and be cool when you're not. Just his name is Tyler Huntley. Uh, That's know, it. That's it. This isn't his 19, name is Damian this isn't, Lillard. This isn't 1983 anymore, Will McDonough. Okay? I mean, it's a different time. It's a different time. Okay? The 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 ass kissing is part of, you know, part know. of uh, certain parts of media is what and, it is now. And sometimes I do it too. And sometimes it's funny. But I catch myself when I do right. it because it's very... It's, it's when people like, overdo it. It's when people overdo yeah. it. I just want... I. I just want Damian I'm okay Lillard with it is coming once in a to while. Washington. Yeah, okay. Like, well, just like the ESPN commercial. Big game, it's, Dame. What time all, is it? Yeah, it's Dame time. Yeah, <laughs> big game, Dame. Just, just Linda, Linda Code. Linda Code. He looks at Linda Code. Uh, I can't be there at the meeting, no. and she goes, "Why?" He goes, "That's Dame time." Yeah. <laughs> try, try not to be cool when you're not. Is, that's, is, is look, my point. That's a that's a good ball club coming to town yeah. Friday night. That place should be lit Friday night. You know. Plus, as my guy G Town on Twitter. You know, asked for an encore. Big Meech, Larry Hoover. We got Rick Ross post game coming up on Friday. I wish go. I didn't have to referee Friday night. I'd be there in attendance at beautiful Capital One Wait, Arena. Pete's got another job. I referee Friday night. In fact, uh, my my referee guy called me this morning. Hey, somebody handed back a game. Can you do a game for me today? What did I say? Of course I did. Of course I took the game, and I have to go right from the game then to Rosecroft. So that's just who I am. Just who I am. They they, they they flash the bat phone. Pedro answers. Let's go to line one. Our guy Mark in Landover Hills. What's up, Mark? Top of the day to you, Pedro. Top of the day to you, Chris. Mark, how are you? 
I'm fine as frogs here, Chris. You know, if it gets any better than this, I don't think I can stand it. Yeah, that frog. That frog I didn't know hair, frogs had hair, but that's yeah, great. I mean, I found that out about a week and a half ago. I think the one day you weren't here or or, or you were traveling or something, uh, Mark busted out the fine as a frog hair, and I laughed because I had never heard that term before. Uh, so now, now I'm a big fine as frog hair kind of guy. There you go. There you go. Hey, I got to say that uh, – there was a big reaction the other day. I was talking about the Wizards, and I want to jump on the Pete Medhurst bandwagon and say that I'm going to go take a shot at it and say that my man Kendrick Nunn, I think, was a good acquisition and reminds me a little bit of Sidney Moncrief with maybe with a little Lou Hudson in there and some big O, and I think that he could really make a difference, and if things can fall their way, they could definitely get a lot more wins and maybe get up there where Pete was talking about uh, where they don't have to have, be in the play-in and maybe do better than we think because I think Wes is making this his, his team. He's moving things around, and I think that's a good thing, guys. I'd like to – I'll hang up, guys. Well, Mark, I appreciate it. I mean, look, Wes and Tommy want to build this team in a certain philosophy. A guy like DeLon Wright helps that. But you got to score the basketball in this league. I don't care what anybody says. You can try and play as good a defense, and that's fine. But this league is about explosive talent, Okay. These are some of the most talented athletes in all of sports. Their skill sets are incredible right now. Kendrick Nunn is explosive. you got to be able to get production off of your bench. There can't be a ton of drop-off when your bench comes in the game. Nunn provides you with a, a great explosiveness, I think, off of the pine. Now, I can't mention him in the same breath as Sidney Moncrief. That's just malfeasance. Because uh, Sidney Moncrief is one of the greatest defenders we've had in the history of the game. Kendrick Nunn's nowhere near that yet. But explosiveness, yes, sir. Give me that young fella coming down the lane with the left hand, throwing it on top of dudes' heads. Let's go to Lap in D.C. on line four. What's up, Lap? Hey, hey, what's up, guys? What's hey, up, man, Lapp? y'all need y'all own cartoon, man. Y'all will be funny, man. Get, uh, get with the writer for uh, Family Guy, man. Have a Pete and Rooster show, man. I, I would tune in. Y'all hey, you, could you imagine man, what uh, – Wait a minute, that. Lap, hold on. This is, this is uh, fabulous right here. Could you imagine what an animated Chris Russell would look ah, like? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> he would look like somewhere hey. between Peter from Family Guy and Stewie, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I always give y'all Jews, man. So if y'all make it, make sure y'all remember your boy Lap, man. Cause we I got you, Lou. Out there for y'all. We got you. <laughs> we'll give you. Hey, man, we'll, I'm we'll, we'll, we'll give you like one percent royalties, okay? Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, and and uh, just don't give me no bad Mountain Dew, man. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I like the way this team is competing, man. I was I was disappointed with West Sunfield last year when we had that uh, big start and we didn't make the playoffs, man. I think this team, if healthy, playing the right way, offense and de- defense, they can uh, make it to the playoffs and, and compete, man. Um, I would like to see them get there just to you know see what see what we can stack up, man. If you can, you know, it'd be tough to play Milwaukee or Boston or. Philly, you know, one of those top teams, but I want to see it. I want to see the best. So if we happen to make it and get in that spot, man, I would like to see, even with a chance to move up to six, we're not that far, um, but they just got to compete, man, and stay healthy, man. I want to see if Porzingis and Bill can be healthy, you know, 10, 15 games, you know, and um, be consistent, man. I like none. I like the way obvious playing. Um, I was upset with the Rui. But I was just like, wow, man, um, 
they're playing the right way. So I'm just hoping we can keep it going, man. Lab, so we'll appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. And Thanks, look, think man. about it. And, and we'll carry over a couple of these calls through the top of the hour, and then we'll get to touchdown at 10. But keep in mind, okay, sometimes you don't have enough basketballs to satisfy everybody in your room. And the Rui deal is more as much about that as it was anything, okay? You just didn't have enough basketballs to satisfy everybody's ego and everybody's role on the team. And they moved Rui simply because Rui aspired to do more, and they just didn't have a role for him to do that with this club right now. And Denny has already... Uh, accounted for that production and more since Rui was moved. 301-230-0980. We'll take the last couple of calls on the Wizards and get into touchdown at 10. Coming up next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.